Well, hey, welcome everybody. My name is Nathan Harris. I am the lead pastor here at Celebration Center and happy Easter. Thank you so much for making part of your Easter Sunday, joining us, being with us as we celebrate the fact that he is risen. Jesus is alive and well. He is raised from the dead and there is nothing that can change that fact. There is no power in all of creation that could hold Jesus in the grave when he rose on that Sunday morning nearly 2,000 years ago. And because that is true, there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ, that comes to us through Jesus and his actions, his, his love for us. As Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 39, he said this, what then shall we say in response to all these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Skip down to verse 37. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I would say that the current pandemic we are all experiencing falls into that category as well. Nothing, you guys, listen, nothing can get in the way of God's love for us in Jesus Christ. So let me say it again. He is risen. And because Jesus is risen, everything is different. That doesn't mean everything is easy. It doesn't mean we get all that we want. It doesn't mean that we have no trouble in life. As a matter of fact, Jesus said the exact opposite. He promised, in this world, you will have trouble. You will have trial. You will have tribulation. You will be persecuted. You will experience all kinds of hardships. But he goes on and he says, fear not, because I have overcome the world. There is nothing, there is no one who can separate those who belong to Jesus from the love of the Father. He is risen. Everything is different. And that's our big idea this morning that we're looking at as we go forward celebrating Easter this morning. Because Jesus is risen, everything is different. Everything is different. That's what Easter signals. That's what we're celebrating this morning. Have you ever been moved by maybe a story or a piece of music? Uh, maybe you, you've heard the music or you've read the story. And, and the more that you, you listen to the music or you read that story, the, the more you get drawn into it so that what you first understood about it becomes deepened and you get drawn more and more into this music or, or this story and it just kind of stirs you and informs you and, and gets you thinking and pondering. You know, I, I listen to 
the audio version of J.R.R. Tolkien's works about once a year. I love the scope of this story, the, the, all of the prehistory stuff, all the way up through the Lord of the Rings. Because for me, there's a richness in there that excites and informs my imagination. And, it, and what started out just as a really cool story, I actually, I, I see different layers in it now. And it's drawn me further and further into it so that my imagination becomes informed. And, and, and this story actually gets me thinking more deeply about life and, and different circumstances that I encounter. But music can often do the same thing, especially even music that I don't understand. Maybe it's something written in a, in a foreign language, but as I hear the melody, as I hear the chorus, and, and, and I hear the, the emotion in the singer and, and coming through the singer, I'm drawn into this. I want to know more about it. I want to be informed more about it because I, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing different layers and levels in this, even though I can't actually understand all of it that I'm hearing. There's a passage in the Gospel of John that is like that. It talks about how everything is different and what it means for life now moving forward. It's one that has a lot of different elements in it. And the more, honestly, that we read, ponder, and study it, the more we are going to be drawn into it because what it says is that because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, everything is different. And there are multiple layers to this. So I'm going to read this passage to you. It's in John chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. That's where we're going to be spending our time this morning. John chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. I'm going to read out of the NIV. If you have your Bible or your Bible app, go ahead and open up. And, and join with me there. John chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. Here it is. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Verse 21, again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, there is so much in this passage. We don't have time to examine and grasp all of it this morning. And honestly, it would take a lifetime to do so. And frankly, I think that's a little bit of what John is driving at in this passage. He expects us to spend time, lots of time, pondering, studying, reading, implementing, you know, bringing into ourselves as we get drawn deeper and deeper into this account and allowing it to transform us more and more into what it is God has created us to be and to do. And, and like I said, to spend a lifetime doing that. So I want to encourage you to do that. But there are a few things I want us to hit on this morning as we celebrate the fact that Jesus is risen and that everything is different. And here they are. 
Number one, everything is different because new creation has begun. Everything is different because of the new creation has begun. Now, the new creation in the Bible is all about the world being set right. Things and people being made the way that they're supposed to be, where, where things were broken, they are restored. People who were once lost, people who were once um, um, broken and, and, and separated from God are, are made whole and brought into relationship with God. That's, that's what we talk about when we're talking about the new creation. In the first century Jewish thought and understanding, resurrection was the first sign of God's new age coming to pass, of this new creation coming to be. When Jesus was raised from the dead, as Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, 20-22, he said this, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits. Now, that word firstfruits is all about, hey, there, there's the beginning, but there's a whole lot more yet to come. All right, there's a whole harvest, a whole bigger harvest that's supposed to come following this. He says, but, as, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. So, in other words, what has happened for Jesus is going to happen for everybody who is in Jesus. Because Jesus is raised from the dead. He is the first fruits. He is just the very beginning of this all happening for everybody else. Verse 21, for since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. You guys, Jesus' resurrection from the dead signals that God's new age, this new creation, has begun. It has come into our very midst. And John's account here in John chapter 20 is designed specifically to point us into that direction. When John uses the phrase early on the first day of the week, if we were, go to, if we were to go back to John chapter 20 verse 1, he says early on the first day of the week. And then in verse 19 that we just read, he says something very similar. On the evening of that first day of the week. By using these phrases, he's, he's, he intends to draw our attention all the way back to Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. The beginning of God's good creation. On that first day, God said he spoke into being. John, in essence, is saying... What is happening right now because of Jesus' resurrection is like that, only it's new. What we've been longing for, what we've been hoping for, has come about in and through Jesus, God's Messiah. God bringing this new creation to happen through Jesus. That's what he says. So the question we have to face this Easter morning is, how do we go about living this? Here's the simple application. Believe. Believe. By that I mean go all in with Jesus. When John talks about belief in his gospel, this is what he's talking about. Going all in. Now, if we were to open up our bank 
and credit card statements to each other, we would all very, very quickly find out what it is that we each actually value and, and love, right? Because we, we spend our money, we invest into those things that we care about, those things that we hold near and dear to ourselves. You guys, when we go all in with Jesus, we're investing our lives into him and into the way that he leads us. So let me ask all of us, myself included, this question. What do our life statements read? What and who are we investing in with our time, our energy, because you see, Jesus told us to remain in him. He invites us into this belief relationship to go all in with him. He says, come on, come, attach yourself to me. Go all in with me to get our life from him and to spend uh, our, our effort and our energy into staying plugged in to him. Are we doing that? Is that what our life statement reads? That we're plugged into him. Everything is different because the new creation has begun. Jesus has brought it about. Are we walking in it through our belief by attaching ourselves, by going all in with Jesus? Everything is different because the new creation has begun. That's the first thing. The second thing I want us to look at in this passage, everything is different because we've been given new life. The new creation hasn't just happened. We've been given a new way of living. We've been given power to live in this new creation. Check this out. This is John chapter 20 verse 22. And with that, he, Jesus, breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Once again, John is drawing on images from Israel's history and scriptures to make his message very clear. And in one aspect, he's drawing us back to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, which says this, Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. In this act, in Genesis 2-7, God creates humans. And in fact, they don't become alive until they get this breath. All right? And it's interesting, in both the Hebrew language and in Greek, the, the word for breath and spirit are inter interchangeable. So when Jesus breathes on them, it's the same word as when he says, receive the spirit. Okay, and it's very similar in, in, in the Hebrew language as well. So in this very act, John is pointing us back to God's original creation of humans and bringing them to life. And so in essence, Jesus is bringing us to life. He's breathing on us. He's giving us life. But the words in verse 22 go beyond that act of creation and gives us the fulfillment of new creation life. A key passage in this is Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 9. 
And this is frankly, it's it sounds a little bit weird, especially to our our, our Western uh, way of thinking and processing things. But here's what it says, and then I'm going to explain it. Ezekiel 37 verse 9, it says, Then he said to me, Ezekiel is saying, I'm talking with God, and God says to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. Now, in this passage, God is speaking to the prophet Ezekiel and letting him know about the future that is going to come about because of the new life God is going to give his people by once again breathing into them. Only this time it's not just creation from the very beginning. It's, it's that they are going to be reconstituted as his people. They are going to be given a new lease on life where they were once separated from God. They were, they were going to be brought back into relationship with him. And, and the way that this happens is that they are going to be given God's very spirit. That's what he's talking about here. You know, recently I was feeling a little bit like I was failing as the kind of um, pastor and leader I thought that I should be. Have you ever had those thoughts? Man, I should be doing this better. I should be doing that better. And then you start, it just starts weighing on you and and you start getting a little bit low. And so life becomes all about your performance. You ever felt that way? I was feeling that way uh, very recently. And I shared this worry of mine with one of our board members, Jeff Melvard. And um, he sent me an encouraging text that honestly, it just fueled me up. It helped me to change my perspective and give me the grace that I needed to do what I'm called to do, even in the face of uncertainty, even in the face of adversity, of not knowing what all the right steps are or how to accomplish things. And that encouragement was like a breath of fresh air to me, giving me a new lease on life. It, it began to animate me. That's the kind of thing John is pointing us to in this passage, only way more so. It's new life, a fresh way of being, and, the, and, and empowerment, as a matter of fact, to live out that life. Not just as a list of commands to, to accomplish or to do, but a way to actually do it. And the way John speaks of this, we, you and me, we are included in on this gift. The way John writes his gospel is that it's not just about and for those specific disciples that Jesus walked with and talked to and, and invested in. It's for all who follow Jesus. As a matter of fact, later on in this very passage in, in John chapter 20, what we see is, is Thomas doubting. And he says, I'm not going to believe unless I see and I feel and I touch and you know all of this kind of thing. And Jesus says to him, you, you now believe because you've seen and you've felt, you've, you've touched, you've done all of that. Blessed are those who believe and yet have not seen. So this is for us. John's message isn't just for them, it's for us as well. Just as there is nothing for us to do to earn God's love, there is also nothing for us to do to earn this gift and empowerment that comes through the Spirit. We don't have to earn it. It's freely given. This is a grace. That's literally what grace means. It means gift. 
It is a gift to us. The only question, then, is about receiving it. Jesus freely gives us the very presence of God. Will we receive and embrace him? Will we live under his direction and follow what he says? That's what, it mean, that's what I mean by embrace. That's the application of this particular point of the new life that's given. It's not that we earn it or that we have to do anything to, to, to earn it. It's simply that we say, okay, just like we go all in with Jesus, now we're going all in with the Spirit, with the gift, with the empowerment that we are given. We embrace the Spirit by submitting to Him, to His leading, to His tutelage in our lives. As a matter of fact, Jesus said that's one of the main things that the Spirit does. He leads and guides into all truth. He reminds us of Jesus' teaching. He helps us to walk out the life. He walks alongside us and does that for us. Everything is different because we've been given this new life. Will we embrace it? That's the only question, you guys. The gift is given. Will we embrace it? Number three. Because everything is different, we've got a role to play. Because everything is different, we have a role to play. You see, the effects of the resurrection are not for me alone. They're not for you alone. Easter is not mainly about being able to celebrate that someday we're going to die and get to go to heaven. That's not what Easter is about. It is about resurrection. It is about living out this new creation life. And it's about doing that here and now. I had three brothers growing up, and growing up with three brothers was often challenging. There were lots of, oh, disagreements, shall we say, from time to time. One of the specific challenges that I had was my family didn't have a lot of money, but occasionally we'd get to go out to dinner and, um, you know, we'd have a decent meal and out and, and it was fun, very tasty. And I enjoy food. I like it very, very much. So if I had any leftovers, the very first thing I did when I got home on that little styrofoam container was to write, get a permanent marker and write my name on it and say something else on there like hands off or you know something like that because if i didn't chances were one of my other brothers was going to eat it and i wouldn't get that the rest of that deliciousness for myself that i wanted to hoard for me you guys the life of the kingdom is supposed to be lived out differently than that look at this john chapter 20 verses 21 through 23 Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. You guys, when we go all in with Jesus and embrace the gift of God's Spirit as our empowerment for life, then we are unleashed 
into the world to continue the very mission of Jesus. That's that's Jesus' whole thing. He's setting us right so that we can turn around and be people who are helping to, to further the program of setting things right. Of announcing God's love, God's forgiveness into the world. Now, there's been a lot written about the idea of the of the apostles forgiving or, or not forgiving sins. And so let me say this very briefly. God has already freely forgiven through Jesus. That's his role. God gets to do that. He gets to accomplish that. He gets to decree that. He gets to make that happen. Jesus made it possible. What the first disciples were called to and, and what you and I are now called to as well because we are in Christ is to implement what has been accomplished. We get to live it out in the present. What Jesus is talking about in verse 23 is us announcing through words and actions that forgiveness has been accomplished and and is available to all and sundry who come to Jesus, to anybody, anyone who will. And the pattern for this is Jesus accepting sinners, of Jesus partying and, and having banquets with people who were considered sinners. You see, in, in the culture of the first century, when people got together, it meant relationship was good. It was whole. That there was nothing between you and me. There was nothing separating us. We were on equal footing. We were in agreement. We were headed in the same direction. Further, there are a number of passages in the prophets through in the Old Testament that, that talk about this coming banquet where it's just a great big party where, where God comes back and there's a lot of just partying happen, happening, okay? People are happy, they're, they're rejoicing, and, and people who were once far away from God are able to come to this banquet and able to be close to God, And, and the religious leaders of Jesus' day understood that that's what Jesus was doing. He was enacting. He was acting this out through his actions of, of accepting these people. He was, ex, he was extending God's forgiveness to them. That's, that's what the forgiveness is about. It's about people being drawn close, about God coming back, and people being able to draw near to God, to be in the same place, and, and God to say, guess what? We are on, on good terms Again, and, and, the, and the religious leaders of Jesus' day didn't like this. But that's our pattern. That's how we enact Jesus' mission. We go to our family. We go to our friends. We go even to our enemies. And we say God's forgiveness is here and available. That's what we do. That's our mission because we're all in with Jesus and because he's given us this new life, all because of his resurrection. So here's the application. Love. Love our neighbors as ourselves. Pray for our enemies. Pray for those who persecute us. Go out of our way to offer love, to lighten the load for those around us. Don't seek to make people into our image, 
but rather show them the image of Jesus through our attitudes, our words, and our actions. When we don't do this, then we're hoarding Jesus and his life that he gives us, that that God has actually intended for all. And we're not really celebrating Easter. Everything is different because of Jesus' resurrection. Because everything is different, we've got new creation happening all around us. Because everything is different, we have this new life in the Spirit. And because everything is different, we get to participate in in Jesus' mission. And we do that by going all in with Jesus, by embracing the gift of the Spirit, and then living a life of love. Will we celebrate Easter as we've been called to? Will we celebrate the fact that He is risen by living this kind of life? Because that's what Easter is about, you guys. That's what Easter is about. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that there is nothing that can separate us from your love that there is nothing we can do to earn more of your love or the gift of life that you give to us because you simply want to give that to us. It's who you are. It's how good you are. Help us to grab a hold of that this Easter morning, to let it be a point that we come back to, not, not just on Easter, but on every day, so that we can celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ every single day in our, in our actions, in our words, in our attitudes, as we go about living in the new creation life through the power of the Spirit and expressing that by the love that we've been given and giving it away to those around us. For all who are hearing this right now, God, who are in Jesus, help us to live this way. Not in our own ability, but in what you give to us as we walk right next to you. Help us. Help us to be a light in the world right now, in this present darkness, in this situation right now, God, where people are are lost, where they're hopeless, where they're worrying, where, where fear is abounding. God, let us be the light to our neighbors in, in what limited ways we can as we're socially distant. God, we can still offer words of encouragement. We can still offer a meal, maybe. We can take care of something. We can do something because that's who you've called us to be. Help us to live this out, to live Easter out right now where we are at, to live out the fact that you are raised from the dead, Jesus, and that everything is different. Maybe you haven't begun your life as a Christ follower yet, but You want in on this gift. You want in on the life, on the new creation, on on the things that are completely different. 
And maybe you're thinking, man, I've just done too many bad things. Yeah, the, the things that I've been involved in, I, God can't possibly, yes, he possibly can. Jesus paid the price. And he didn't stay dead. He rose. And he rose so that you can rise as well. So I'm going to say a prayer. It's simply a very simple prayer of embracing. And I just make it yours. God, here I am. I accept the life, the love, the forgiveness that you offer. Make your, your new creation life real in me. Make me part of your people. Give me a place in your family. I am yours. Father, for anyone who made that prayer theirs, their own this morning, I, I ask that you would fill them with your spirit, with your very presence, with your life, that they would experience you right now. Be with them. And for all of us, help all of us. God, we're not going to do it perfectly. We're going to continue to need forgiveness and, and to need your guidance and to need your love. Help us. God, we are desperate. Help us to live out Easter. Help us to live out the empty tomb and what that means. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys, um, for anybody maybe who became a Christ follower, I would love to chat with you. You can get a hold of me at Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N, at ccpuallup.com. Uh, email me. I'd love to chat with you. We can set up a time maybe to video chat. I'd love to talk with you. If, if, if you're a regular and, and you didn't accept Jesus this morning, but you just want to chat, same thing. Get a hold of me. I would love to talk with you guys, to encourage you. But let's go this week, not just this week, but let's go out the rest of our lives celebrating Easter, celebrating the empty tomb through the way that we go all in with Jesus. We embrace the gift of life and we live the life of love. You guys, may the grace of God, the love of Jesus, and the fellowship that we have because of the Holy Spirit fill you this week. I love you guys, and I will look forward to talking to you later.